on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. We'll begin with the Irish Examiner, which has an interview with the uh, chairman of Commission Naman, Jeremy Godfrey, and it looks like people may soon be required to upload either passport details or a selfie if you want to view websites that have adult content. So if you want to go onto a pornography website, you'd have to show your passport or a selfie. This is part of efforts to help protect children from harmful content online. The new media regulator, Commission Man, has said that part of the new code will be telling digital platforms they must use an effective form of age verification to view porn on their website and Jeremy Godfrey says just asking someone if they're over 18 is not effective because that's what happens right now. People are just asked, are you over 18? Yes or no. Jeremy Godfrey says you have to do more than that before they see the content. So we'll see how that works out. I'm sure it'll uh, foster a lot of debate and other people will say, you know, we're citizens in a country, we're allowed to do what we want online. Do we really have to give all our details and upload our passport to go on to a legal website? The Irish Independent, sweeping changes to speed limits by the end of the year. Uh, obviously, a big push now to reduce speed limits on our roads and lower speed limits are going to be in place by the end of the year, according to the Independent, with all local authorities being told to review the streets in their area by the end of the summer to ensure that the measures can be enforced and as part of the radical overhaul of speed limits. Speed limits will be lowered to 80 on national secondary roads, 60 on local and rural roads and 30 in town centres and housing estates. There's a full report in the Irish Independent on that and obviously separately to do with road safety we've heard on the news this morning of yet more lives lost on our roads. Already three people killed on the country's roads in 2024, only a couple of days in to the new year. The Irish Times on the front page looks at the teacher shortage crisis. Uh, We did have a government initiative brought in uh, which was allowing secondary schools to share teachers across key subjects and it's actually resulted in just one single shared teaching post. So a lot of schools are still saying that they're struggling to recruit teachers for subjects like physics, Irish, maths, home economics. And they brought in this teacher sharing scheme where schools could go around and share teachers for key subjects. But uh, unfortunately, only it's resulted in one shared teaching post around the country. Now, apparently the principals feel that there are barriers to the shared teachers arrangement, including around coordinating recruitment and the development of school timetables. I know of teachers who do school timetables and it's an absolute nightmare over the summer holidays. It really is a mathematical formula to try and do a school timetable and then add in that you're trying to accommodate a teacher who's also doing classes in another school. You can understand the headache there. But uh, an, an interesting initiative not working so far. The Irish Daily Mail delusional optimism is the front page. That could relate to a lot of things in Ireland at the moment, but it's about Big projects here. Senior civil servants have warned the government about fast-tracking mega-projects with delusional optimism resulting in delays and huge budget overruns. Um, And apparently it seems like it's not working and Ireland isn't immune to this. A government spending review of large-scale capital projects has found that plans are being pushed through with chronic optimism internationally and is also happening here. The Irish Sun, we will keep Ashling's name alive 
forever. This is the family of Ashling Murphy who say they will ensure her legacy lives on after a significantly difficult year. Her loved ones have thanked all those who sent messages of support, donated or fundraised for the 23-year-old teacher as the second anniversary of her killing approaches. More about that uh, in the Irish Sun. And then the Irish Daily Mirror goes with Ryan Tuberty. Happy ever barter. Ryan Tuberty has admitted he was glad to see the back of 2023 as he began with his new radio role with Virgin in the UK. Yesterday he told his new listeners he was keen to move on and he can't wait to say goodbye to 2023 because he's got a good feeling about this year. Uh, I did hear some of the show yesterday. He didn't mention any of the controversy or scandal, uh, just saying that he had a good feeling about the year. Three-hour show, I'll tell you, it's a lot of waffle and a lot of talk for three hours. Obviously on Radio 1, he was waffling for an hour. He now has three hours of this, few songs. One interview I heard, Russell Crowe, fine interview. And um, we'll see how it goes down. A lot of Irish references on his show yesterday, so maybe he would do well to remember that the audience is uh, based in the UK and maybe not reference Ireland so much. But it was his first day, and Pat Kenny's in the star talking about it, saying he was very pleased when Ryan Tuberty told him he landed his new job with Virgin Radio. Pat Kenny telling the star, uh, I was very pleased it is what he does. Ryan has known no other life other than a broadcaster, so it is what he does. And he said Ryan Tuberty made something happen for himself. Elsewhere in the papers, the Irish Independent tells us that we still love our grey cars here in Ireland. Grey cars coming top for the eighth year running. The best-selling car last year was the Hyundai Tucson, followed by the Kia Sportage, the Toyota Corolla, the Toyota Yaris Cross and the Volkswagen ID4. That might explain why we have so many Jeeps and big vehicles on our roads. They're very, very popular. The top-selling car brands were Toyota, Volkswagen, Hyundai, Skoda and Kia. And the country's favourite new electric car is the Volkswagen ID4, followed by the Tesla Model Y and then the Skoda Enyaq. Um, so grey, still the most popular colour of car in Ireland. We, I think we think that grey silver cars are easier to keep clean. That might be one of the reasons why we do it. Luke Littler is all over the papers, of course. The 16-year-old darts sensation. The Sun tells us that he will play for the top prize of €575,000 tonight after storming into the world darts final at the age of just 16. I saw a sports journalist tweeting last night that he won a boys' final in Killarney last year and to think he'd go from a boys' final last year in Kerry to now the World Darts Championship tonight. It will be a fairy tale story if he wins, but it's still a fairy tale story that he's into the final. I was at a New Year's Eve party on New Year's Eve and he's the only one people were talking about. People are fascinated by Luke Littler and he's doing an awful lot for the sport because there's people who never watched darts before who were probably watching the semi-final last night and uh, will watch the final tonight. So best of luck to him. He's already won. Uh, he's already won 230,000 Euro, even if he loses tonight, but he could win over half a million. Good news for women. <clears throat> the Times of London tells us that for the first time since the official charts were launched in 1952, female artists have spent more weeks at number one than their male counterparts. About time two, four of last year's five biggest tracks were by women, led by Miley Cyrus, whose song Flowers also topped the end of year chart and was one of 11 songs to accumulate more than 100 million streams 
in the UK during 2023. Other female artists dominating the charts last year, Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa and Taylor Swift. So the women doing better than the men for once in the music industry uh, and they pipped the men in pop at last is the headline in the Times of London. Final story comes also from the Times of London. Now we hear about actors and performers and people, you know, talking during their performance or on their phones or whatever. Someone went a step further. Andrew Scott, the very well-known Irish actor, has given an interview where he's revealed that he was shocked to see an audience member take out his laptop during Andrew Scott's performance of Hamlet. And your man took out the laptop while Andrew Scott was delivering the to-be-or-not-to-be soliloquy in Shakespeare's play. So the key point in Hamlet, and your man takes out the laptop. Uh, Andrew Scott said that there was no way he could continue with his speech while the man was on his computer. Uh, He said, I was pausing, and the team were like, get on with it. And I said, there's no way. So he said he stopped for ages, adding that the woman beside your man on the laptop uh, alerted him, and he finally put the laptop away. I mean, we just have so many stories about this sort of poor etiquette in theatres. I remember, uh, it's actually in this article as well, Imelda Staunton was complaining about people eating during her performance of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf as well. Um, uh, People were just getting up taking photographs during a play. It's just extraordinary. I was at Diana Ross in the Three Arena and your woman in front of me took out her iPad and started booking a train, or sorry, uh, booking a bus to Galway on her iPad during Diana Ross. I remember being at Hosier in the, um, uh, what's the three theatre, whatever that's called, the Olympia. And uh, the guy in front of me was on the RT News app having a look at the news of the day while Hosier is performing one of his big songs. Just amazing. People have no class, no etiquette, very uncouth, but that's where we are. Anyway, those are the stories making the headlines in today's papers. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.